0: welcome to Subject ACT with me, Hedda Murray. Subject ACT brings you stories from your local Canberra community and beyond, stories with a global dimension. Tonight we're paying tribute to Sue Salthouse, our ACT Senior Australian of the Year. Sue was a loyal Canberran and a powerful advocate for women with disabilities for over 25 years. Sue was a voice on many fronts, but one of her passions was advocating for change around domestic violence and the systemic discrimination that women with disabilities face on a daily basis. I had the great privilege of interviewing Sue just prior to her recently passing away, and in respect for Sue, her advocacy and her legacy, it is this interview I bring you now. Welcome, Sue. Good evening. It's good to be here. Now, one of your passions is raising awareness and advocating for change around domestic violence, particularly as it affects women with disability. Let's talk about your advocacy around domestic violence, awareness and action. Women with um, disability are estimated to be around 40% more at risk of domestic violence than their peers. This is a very alarming statistic.
1: Yes, look, I think that... uh The more you depend on others for your activities of daily living, the more you are at risk of uh, exploitation, I think. Mm. Because some people, um, both disabled and non-disabled, get um, bolstered their esteem by exerting power over people that they perceive as having less power. Mm. And that's what happens to women with disabilities. And I think particularly those with cognitive impairment, it is really evident that they're more at risk from exploitation, um, abuse, and outright violence.
0: I guess women with disability experience domestic violence in settings and contexts that can be quite different to that of others.
1: Look, I think so and And oh, in fact, it's not a thought. it's it's uh, my information and knowledge of the sector. And one of the things that we find is that women with disabilities are in a range of accommodation settings. And some of those settings arise because of poverty, um when you're living on new start or or now um job seeker. But when people are in poverty, they've got um, many fewer chances for, for finding a pathway to safety. And I think that's what strikes many women with disabilities.
0: Mm. And if women are living in group homes or, or even in respite centres, there might be problems there.
1: There can be. But one of the things I didn't talk about before is how much violence and abuse pervades outside the home. Um, I have, of course, I, lots of my friends are those with disabilities and I'm just astounded at how somebody who looks different um, gets abuse out in the community, that um, somebody with, a, with a, a noticeable body difference will be, be touched or hit or yelled at in the street by people who are non-disabled. And you think when you endure that sort of behaviour every day, you can't laugh it off. It affects your esteem and your resilience. So women with disabilities experience violence outside the home and inside the home, Mm. and that really exacerbates how they feel about themselves, you know, because we can internalise those abuses and... And denigration. If people always tell you that you're not really worth much, you start to believe it about yourself. Yeah. So it becomes much harder, um, even for people with with um, no intellectual impairment, becomes much harder to maintain your self belief.
0: What can we do right now to better serve these women?
1: Oh, look, I think I think that we all deserve respect. Mm. Um, and we know that we all deserve being valued. Um, and I think that there is, there's no excuse for abuse. Uh, and that's one of the Our Watch campaigns. Our Watch is the government um, organisation and website that looks at primary prevention of violence. And they're just saying it plainly. Mm. There is no excuse for abuse. It's up to everybody to behave respectfully to the people around them. Um, But I think one of the things that we must all do, and particularly in these times, is we must be a friend and a neighbour. I think that sometimes we're afraid to say something when we see um, disrespectful behaviour, but it's, it's not hard, I think, even when we're out and about, when we see disrespectful behaviour from one person to another, to not say anything, but just position yourself a bit closer. Mm. But you can say something simple like um, to a person that you've seen, are you feeling safe when you go home? Or how are you feeling when you go home? I think we, we really, the times when we won't intervene, um, have to be behind us. I think we have to be good neighbours.
0: Yes, I know uh, a lot of folk uh, are often scared to intervene, thinking that it's not their problem. But as you say, it is time that we got beyond that. Just um, broadening out our discussion, I guess women with disabilities often face multiple barriers. What do you see as the key issues we need to come to grips with?
1: Well, I think... um, Education and employment are key issues because um, when we need economic security, all of us, um, so when sometimes for women with disabilities or people with disabilities, we don't get quite the right education that we need. And we need to remember that the percentage of the population that have that, that of the disability sector that don't have any intellectual impairment is about 90% of us. So we actually graduate um, from universities um, and women with disabilities graduate at higher rates than men uh, with disabilities. So women with disabilities, like non-disabled women, do pretty well academically. But when we go into the workforce, we actually hit that double discrimination that Australia is a gendered society still and the soft sciences, if you like, are paid at lower rates. Um, But it's also much harder for a woman with disabilities to get into the workforce than it is for a bloke.
0: Mm. Um,
1: And that's the double whammy of disability and gender discrimination. So workforce participation for people with disabilities is sits at around 54%, whereas it's 84% for the non-disabled population. Mm. So that's a 30 percentage point difference when most of us don't have intellectual disabilities. So then when you look at the um, employment in full-time employment, women with disabilities are only half, Um, half as much employed as men with disabilities. And I think one of the things that fascinates me is that 37% of primary carers, they're people doing doing the caring for children, whether disabled or non-disabled, for spouses and for ageing parents. 37% of those are people with disabilities themselves.
0: I think uh, many listeners might be surprised at that figure.
1: Yes, yeah, so I don't have a gender breakdown of that, but since most primary carers are women, yeah. I presume that primary carers with disabilities are also women. Yes,
0: yes. If you could wave a wand, Sue, what things would you like to see changed immediately?
1: Oh, I think attitudes still have got a long way to go. Mm. Uh, I think, and that's, that's I guess general positive attitudes to people around us and and that comes into diversity, doesn't it? The mm. whole of our community that, that we should all have equal opportunities to participate in our communities and that goes as we've talked about from education through to employment through to access to good housing, good social housing. Um, we need all those things to be happening on an equitable basis. There's no rationale for excluding one group or another.
0: No. It goes without saying that it's immensely valuable to have the voice of women with disability heard at the policy table and to be seen positively in the media and take on leadership roles. You yourself are are a great example of this. How can women with disability in the ACT who are listening to this program get involved in change-making, either on a personal level or or more broadly? What sort of tips would you give them?
1: I think aligning yourself with an organisation that does look at change-making, but it doesn't have to be a disability organisation. We see it um, in women with disabilities, ACT, um, and we call ourselves WIDACT. We see the importance of having a seat at the table... Um, is is great and that you can affect great change there. But um, it would be good if women with disabilities inserted themselves in, in the normal way in places where they have interest. So if you're interested in climate change and sustainability, align yourself with an organisation that's looking at climate change. And through that, remind the people both within the organisation and in their policy and change-making work to make sure that disability is integrated into the work they do. So it would be great if... if um, and people with disabilities are everywhere. I mean, we are, we are in, in various organisations. But in WIDACT, we really emphasise... Um, our, our byline, if you like, is strong women strong voices and um, we refuse to to be drawn into that paradigm of vulnerability um, because we want to take our place equally um, and forcefully, if you like, in all sorts of areas of life and we particularly look at um, that, those questions of violence and abuse but we look at environmental safety, um, having when... When cities or suburbs are planned, having good access, good walkability around a suburb is really important so that people aren't isolated. Um, And we know now that we've got to take proactive and positive steps to keep in contact with people who might... um, not be so able to get out of their houses at the moment. Yeah. So I think that's where, you know, again I come back to that personal responsibility.
0: Mm. Well thanks Sue for joining us tonight to throw a light on these issues of critical interest.
1: Look, it's it's been a pleasure to be on Two xx X. It's a great station.
0: I've been talking with Sue Salthouse, our ACT Senior Australian of the Year. Chair of Women with Disabilities ACT, leader and all-round loyal Canberran. Thank you. And if our discussion has raised issues for you, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732. Or you might like to check out Women with Disabilities ACT and you can contact them through their website. That interview with Sue Salthouse was recorded a few weeks ago, just prior to Sue passing away. And the work that Sue did so passionately will be continued by many. Sue was a wonderful individual who has left both a strong impression and strong legacy. We'll miss her deeply. XXXFM, 98.3 in Canberra, or streaming online at 2